are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, uh, we start off this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be uh, speaking with our special guest, Dr. Luke Slindy, on what his role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Luke. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, really excited for this conversation. Great. Awesome. Actually, can you tell us a, b- a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So uh, I am what I like to refer to as a, a pharmacy lifer. So I grew up in rural Minnesota and uh, in a small town where my father actually owned the the small town pharmacy, an independent pharmacy. And so that was the environment that I was raised in. I've basically been working in pharmacy since I was 10 years old. I got my pharmacy technician license when I was 16. And so I've been, you know, working directly in a pharmacy with working with the computers and counting pills and such. And then when I went to school, initially, I thought I was not going to be a pharmacist, but I started out at engineering and uh, ultimately decided that wasn't for me. And, and you know, because pharmacy was so near and dear to me, I did go to pharmacy school at the University of Minnesota, ultimately graduating in 2008. And at the time, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do. So I took a, a retail job working for you know, one of the large chains. And did that for a few years and was basically, you know, I had decided that I was really interested in the ways that technology can improve the, the workflow in pharmacy, which is kind of one of the core tenets of, you know, pharmacy informatics looking back on it now. But at that time, I wasn't really aware of, you know, how that worked. And so I was very interested in trying to figure out how to use technology to improve the day to day operations of the pharmacy. I started taking some computer science classes, and while I was doing that, a, f- a good friend of mine who was working for United Health Group at the time uh, referenced me for a job posting within a team that was looking for a pharmacist that also had some computer programming skills, uh, specifically around working with relational databases and, and SQL or SQL. And I ultimately applied for that job, and then was uh, was accepted for that job. And that was in 2011. I've been on that team for about eight years now. And it, it's been kind of an eight-year process of just falling down a Alice in Wonderland type hole, rabbit hole. But it's been really wonderful, just constantly learning all kinds of new things about data analysis and pharmacy informatics and machine learning and data visualization. And I just find everything about the field very fascinating. And I'm very excited to, you know, to reach an audience about that's interested in the same types of things via your podcast. Wow, that's really amazing. So, so in your current role, like, what is your your current title for that role? Absolutely. So, uh, my current title is uh, clinical director. <laughs> There's a lot of words at United that kind of get overused, like uh, things like director, clinical director, analytics, clinical analytics. Uh, so, you know, there's the joke is, is that there's, you know, 17 different analytics teams. So title is not particularly um, important, you know, where we work, but just because it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of different teams that are doing a lot of different things. And mostly I just kind of consider myself to be a, a pharmacy and medica, medical data specialist. And, uh, and primarily we do most of our analysis on claims data, that is mostly we would be very interested in working with other types of data. Um, However, a lot of the processes that we work on require very large data sets. You know, we're talking millions of people in a population. And, um, and then also, 
the data needs to be very standardized across that large data set. And so, you know, we can talk about interoperability and things like electronic health records. Uh, so for those reasons, my team primarily works with with uh, claims data, but we are very interested in you know, working with other types of data in the future. Okay. So is there like, I guess, a typical day for you or is every day different? I would say that every day is different, but I tend not to get very far away from anything related to pharmacy informatics. And so that's actually one of the things that I find really interesting and fun about being in the pharmacy informatics world is that your work can really touch on so many things because the, you know, working with data is essential to almost everything within healthcare. And, um, you know, so I can, I can just kind of say some of the things, you know, obviously if you're in the same type of environment working with a, you know, a high functioning team for about eight years, you, you tend to develop a lot of different roles and hats. And we've been very fortunate in that. There's a lot of areas of expertise on our team that have been identified by the wider organization. And so as a result, we do a lot of consulting across lots of different groups. So we're, we're kind of considered to be the clinical data experts across a, a very wide swath of OptumInsight. And so some of the things that I work on on a typical day, my main functions are reviewing the clinical content and um, the algorithmic rule logic for quality measurement tool. So that would be some of your, some people may be familiar with HEDIS measures, or um, there's a, a Pharmacy Quality Alliance organization, PQA, that puts out quality measures that are, are used in the, the Medicare STAR ratings program that you may have heard of. And so, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that there's some pretty specific logic that those measures are built upon. And in order to calculate the outcome for those, it needs to be, that logic needs to be translated into specific computer software that, you know, can be done analytically in a, in a standardized and repeatable format. And so my, my day job, if you will, is to, you know, take all of that information, the clinical content, the different types of codes and the different types of logic to actually build out those measures and turn it into software into which you can feed a data source, in this case, you know, again, primarily uh, claims data that then generates output for, for analytics purposes at, at scale, at a very large scale. Again, you know, being able to, to run these quality measures against, you know, a population of millions of people at a time. So that's, that's kind of my primary role, but, um, I have fortunately, again, I've, I have a, the good fortune of working with lots of really brilliant people and I do have some flexibility built into my time and, and able to work on a lot of interesting projects. So I also, I advise some of our machine learning and artificial intelligence based research projects, which are, you know, really cool and kind of on the cutting edge of a lot of the analytics work that's going on in the, in the healthcare and especially the pharmacy space. And so, you know, there's a lot of really interesting technology and math that underlies machine learning and artificial intelligence. But anyone that works with data will tell you that, you know, the quality of data is is paramount. And, you know, it's the classic garbage in, garbage out paradigm. So I tend to do a lot of work with those teams in terms of data prep and helping to define the ways that the data is classified and interpreted when they are applying those kind of advanced techniques and then another project that I work on is I work with a uh, an AARP sponsored research team where we we have access to about four million patient lives of members that are enrolled in an AARP Medicare Advantage plan, 
And we do a lot of academic type research against that data set. And then I, I am a co-author on, on several research papers that are pharmacy related, um, studying the ways that medication is used in the geriatric population. So that's, that's one of the most fulfilling parts of my job, even though it ends up taking a pretty small amount of time. It's really great. And then lastly, you know, we do get called upon from all different parts of the organization to just kind of jump in at it and provide consulting and expertise to other groups within United Health Group. And so you just really never know who is going to email you that day and have some kind of an issue related to pharmacy data. And they're really looking to you to kind of help solve their problem. So I, I really enjoy that element to my job. With all of your experiences, do you have any advice for someone that wants to get into your line of work? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I actually do quite a bit of work with pharmacy students at the University of Minnesota, my alma mater, which is, you know, conveniently a short drive away from where I live. And so, you know, it's it's very common for me to work with those students and trying to get them interested into informatics. Um, you know, so I would say that in terms of advice, if you're interested in this, there are lots of resources available. Um, in terms of the pharmacy world, you know, I've, I, I would say that a lot of pharmacists and a lot of pharmacy students tend to be, you know, we are kind of path followers in a lot of ways. And so, you know, a lot of people ask about residencies and things like that. And, and, and let me be clear, in no way I want to be negative about any of that because I'm sure there's a lot of really good residencies out there. But frankly, you know, the most practical advice that I try to give students is that a lot of this stuff you can kind of start to pick up and learn at any time. So, you know, the, the principles behind relational databases and, you know, what SQL or you know, some SQL, depending upon the way that people uh, refer to that language, you know, it's very easy to go online and find uh, free classes that will teach you the basics of, of how to write SQL queries and how to interact with relational databases, which is one of the most common ways that, you know, healthcare data is stored. So, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's very easy to come become, you know, somewhat proficient with writing SQL queries. You know, there's also other programs uh, on one of your previous podcasts, a person mentioned Microsoft Excel. I would definitely say that anything as a pharmacist, anything you can learn related to Microsoft Excel is going to be really helpful in your career. People joke a lot about, um, you know, like pivot tables and things like that, but it really does help you in your day-to-day -day work. And then I would also make a pitch for another Microsoft product, which is Microsoft Access, which is kind of similar to Excel, but it is more geared towards, you know, working in a SQL type environment. You know, Microsoft Access is part of the, uh, I believe, the expanded Microsoft Office suite. And there's just really an amazing amount of things that you can do with Microsoft Access uh, as long as you're not using, you know, very, very large files or large data sets. So that tends to be the limitation with Microsoft Access. So, you know, a lot of students, they have access as students, they have almost free access to, you know, the Microsoft Office suite. So I would say anything you can learn related to Excel and Access is, is really great. And then in terms of the pharmacy specific content, you know, there's, there's just a really a lot of informatics things that are, that are public. So I usually talk to students and I say, you know, a really good thing would be to familiarize yourself with the way that ICD-10 diagnosis codes work. It tends to not be something that's taught in a lot of pharmacy programs, as far as I can tell, but I can, but I can tell you that in the data world, you know, having that information and understanding how ICD-10 works and how all the, uh, you know, that is really the way that in all data, medical data, especially claims that, you know, diseases and specific disease types are, are categorized. You know, in terms of the classifying drugs, 
you know, it's a little tough because a lot of the resources that are, are used to categorize drugs are proprietary. So in that world, you start to talk about things like First Data Bank and, and Metaspan. And, you know, those are, those tend to be very expensive. And so, you know, as a student, you might not have necessarily access to that. However, there are lots of situations where students might have an internship or work in a certain setting where that institution might have access to, you know, first data bank or Metaspan data. And typically there is, will be someone at that institution that, you know, if you express an interest and you want to learn some things related to that, there usually is at least one person that would be interested in showing you how those tables work and, you know, some of the core principles of the way that drug data is categorized within those databases. And I will say that it's not always a pharmacist. So if you're a pharmacy student and you're interested in getting into informatics, sometimes a lot of the most valuable information that you would get might actually come from a non-pharmacist, more technical or information science person. And so those people are definitely available. And if you express an interest, you know, there's a lot of resources there. So that's kind of the general advice I usually give to students that are looking to break into the informatics world. Wow, that's really good advice. If uh, anyone wanted to reach out to you, like to ask you more about you know, getting into the field, is there a way they can contact you? Yeah, uh, my email is uh, is Luke Slindy, L-U-K-E-S-L-I-N-D-E-E at gmail.com. Yeah, feel free. I like to, to answer contact or questions about pharmacy informatics, and I'm happy to answer any questions that people come up with. All right. Uh, I'll be putting that in the show notes, too, for anyone who's interested in reaching out. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you guys uh, like this episode, you guys can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. Uh, you can follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME. Our Instagram is at uh, Pharmacy Informatics. Or send us an email at PharmacyITME at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter account, Tony D. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal. Music